welcome. This is Debbie McAllister with Light Up Your Worth podcast. And today I have a special treat for you. I have one of my sweet friends who is joining us, Johanna Gardner. And we met several, several years ago in this really delightful Facebook community that she hosts, Creative Healing Community. And What's so interesting is if you go onto Facebook and you, you run across these groups, they all have their own little different vibe. And this group was recommended by another friend that I absolutely am so delighted to know. And so when she made the recommendation that I go join and meet Johanna, I was um, instantly led there. And since then, it has been a wonderful, wonderful experience. So I would love to introduce you to Johanna Gardner. Thanks, Johanna. Thank you so much. It's awesome to be here. So excited to be here with you and have this opportunity to highlight, you know, just the amazing journey that I already know about. And I can't wait for others to know about it as, as, as so many of us have started on this journey to become spiritual aware or wake up. We all did start here. Most of us haven't. I mean, we might have known when we were young, but I would love for you to share how you became Johanna that we see today. And I know you're like, whoa, that's a big one, right? (laughs) But, you know, this delightful person who has um, just so much radiation of beauty coming through you, you know, through your heart, your generosity that I have experienced myself. And so. Well, thank you. Well, like anything, um, uh, like any rough stone, it's um, pummeled (laughs) (laughs) directions in order to become smooth. And I would um, say that uh, I've definitely gone through my own pummeling experiences in order to reveal the truth of who I am. And I'm constantly really investigating that level of truth um, beyond the ego or the illusion of separation. Just completely always a curious soul. I think that even as you know, I came to this world, I was curious. Um, curiosity really is one of the major ingredients that I look for with my clients is because I think inevitably it sort of drives us to constantly become more of who we are. Um, So I um, was curious about all things human and then I became a single mom at 19, which uh, definitely pummeled, I'm sure, my parents who who have raised me to be a very, very proper Catholic girl. And, And that wasn't necessarily on the agenda. However, my son, oh my gosh, spurred my awakening in so many ways. And so I'm so eternally grateful for that experience, even though I wasn't prepared as a young teenage mom to, to endeavor upon the sleepless nights and figuring out how on earth I was going to pay for his diapers, etc. And uh, I'd gone to boarding school, not really had to have jobs or anything prior to that um and from that uh yearning to 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 provide him a really good lifestyle i really wanted to uh, have this sort of um, maybe erroneous or 
um, crazy want and wish to be a millionaire. Um, and I wanted to really provide him with this amazing life. So that was kind of the precipice to go into, you know, I had a, a job just to pay the bills. I worked at Boeing for 10 years as a web developer in the early 90s. Um, so I was really on the on the precipice of, of the change of technology and how that's really infiltrated our world. So I got to get that experience, but um, again, it was sort of in the back of my mind, I really wanted to become this millionaire. <laughs> how did this happen? I went, I, I, I learned the fastest way to become a millionaire was to invest in real estate. So that's what I did. I um, ended up buying in the space of about five years, seven and a half million dollars worth of real estate. Ended up with a wedding business and a hotel on the Riverwalk, including 97 mortgage payments that I became responsible for. So this whole um, crazy journey then led me to, you know, looking for the happiness check, right? In, in what I was doing and I found a lot of emptiness, even though I had incredible, you know, this net worth and this, you know, fancy cars and houses and the little stuff, it just wasn't fulfilling. It was very based on a very dramatic past of wanting to to do 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 and accumulate and accumulate and I was very really good at at the doing um but I wasn't very good at the being so I had uh all had kind of like behind the scenes and awakening and became a Reiki master I had had an accident car accident and it had encouraged me to go and work with this Reiki master she she was an artist um, and so I think I got sort of activated then. I did teach Reiki classes during that, that period of time, but it really wasn't necessarily, like even I'm an artist, I'm an internationally recognized, I have my paintings and published and been in many, many shows, but it was, it was something else that I felt like I was supposed to do. So. I sort of pushed that aside and ended up in this sort of really kind of on my knees going, what on earth have I done? I've created this kind of nightmare of business that I can't necessarily seem to find my way out of. You know, when you own a hotel, it's 24 seven, 365 days a year. And I owned it for eight years. Um, and so, you know, how the universe works, you know, be careful with what you wish for. <laughs> And uh, in 2008 hit the United States and I was holding the bag on a three and a half million dollar deal that didn't go very well. So throughout, you know, attorneys and CPAs and all this other stuff, because my real estate was crumbling at, at the seams, it became evident that I was going to have to go bankrupt. And through that experience, obviously, there was a lot of other things simultaneously that happened within the space of six months. My mother-in-law who'd lived with us for uh, three years, she managed the hotel. Her daughter was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And I really wanted her to go uh, and, you know, take care of her daughter, but she, we didn't have any money. And so she's really afraid. And so I said, 
now I think it's time to go. Um, and unfortunately, that was the last conversation I had with her because she um, took her, her own life. And then four months later, my sister-in-law died of lung cancer. And the same weekend, my beautiful son um, graduated from high school and uh, we went bankrupt. And so then my husband and I really, we were on two different planes almost. And so uh, he, we, went, we went our separate ways eventually. Um, so it was really, really, you know, I kind of ended up in this space of no identity, you know, not, um, was no longer really a mother per se, you know, in terms of mothering every day, he had moved out of state and then a wife, a daughter-in-law, sister-in-law, millionaire, all these different things. Um, and so, you know, I really had to figure out who I was and spent um, the last 10 years really investigating that. <laughs> curiosity of really going internally to myself and finding out who is this Johanna and finding out what really drove me from internally to me not external wants to prove anything or to to disprove any beliefs that my parents thought of me or I thought that they thought of me um, or what society thought of me all those different things that I had externally to myself identified myself from and then really went internally to myself to make my own identity um and so from that realizing that i wanted to share my gifts share my energy and enthusiasm and that allowed me to bring out my feminine side really delve into my artwork and my healing um and in the in the in the same Late, you know, in the same time, I was really healing myself as well. And from that, then now I've, because I've been in business for so long, um, realized that I could give those tools and skills back to others who were interested in healing themselves and bringing out their own feminine, divine feminine, that that flow, the the beingness within themselves and being able to help them manage both sides, but in a very healthy way versus the masculine do, 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 where a lot of us just get burned out. Right, so, it's so easy to get there. I mean, I know I, one of the things that I, I love about our duality of when we first met, you know, when we first had our first chat was that having a corporate background and doing the, I started with Reiki as well, right? The duality of almost like parallel lives going at the same time. You have this seeking of something as you've achieved. And then when they finally just have to mesh together, unfortunately, usually through, you know, the unfortunateness of losing your sister-in-law, your mother-in-law, uh, you know, parting ways, yeah, a lot of times, you know, that kind of awakening really is, is, is that crunch, you know, that, that, that um, catalyst to allow for us to explode in our, you know, into our magic, because otherwise, without that friction, I'm, you know, it's like, it's like the, uh, the diamond has to be really constricted in order to be able to be built and I think ultimately 
that those outside forces um, and the attachment to the to the external to those ideas and those beliefs that that's who I am. Um, when they're released and let go of, you realize, huh? well, that's not who I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is who you thought I was, but this is really me being me. And and you know, as as I'm not sure if I had shared, but you know, last year is when I dabbled in coming out of the spiritual closet and then everything shut down and I went in and worked through some life and now I've really stepped pretty loudly out and am doing that blending myself where you are you know so much farther ahead of me and so and I might be where people who are listening might be where I'm at or they might be further down and so how did you approach that? How did you approach when, when you started that discovery of trying to let all these different spectacular pieces of your you show to somebody who might have only known you as the business person? Because I think what's so brilliant about you is that you've been able to mix all, you didn't lose any of your business smarts, all of the stuff that made all of that happen. And yet you've brought in this beautiful feminine and they've merged into, you know. Yeah, um, well, it was out of survival because I realized that physically I wasn't going to, my health was deteriorating or had been deteriorating. I wasn't able to do, like my brain just wasn't able to function as clearly and as distinctly as it had done in the previous years. Um, and so physically I just didn't have the energy to, to just manage, you know, 97 mortgage payments, you got a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I don't even know how you got you did a lot it. of decisions <laughs> to make, you know, simultaneously zoning a hotel or, you know, you've got guests constantly streaming in and out. You've got um, employees, you've got CPAs, attorneys, you know, I mean, just the endless list of to do's my physical body just wasn't going to be able to handle it. And I think a lot of times those, those kinds of areas, what I've seen over the years now, especially even when I work with my clients, it's like they come to this precipice of, of the, the, the relationships, the health and the wealth is all sort of like in some way collapsed into itself. And the attachment to that idea of who they were is now no longer in existence. And how do they deal with that? How do they work through that? And so, you know, I think ultimately you're always a coach of what you, the, the story that you've overcome, that, that you've gone through and that you can empathize on such a deep level with your clients about how, how do they make it work. And, I, and so because of the history, because of all the different things that I did, I have really intense empathy for all kinds of different situations you know it's like it's um you know the, the, I, ha I have my dad always says you know you pick you try to pack it all into one lifetime didn't you and like, <laughs> you know, I was born and raised in England I went to Hong Kong you know when I was 11 grew up in Asia you know come to America lived all over the world um, traveled all over you know all these different experiences so um I have a lot of connections with people so but the being able to blend those 
and be okay with them is it was super super important because I couldn't just be this one part of myself anymore I couldn't segregate you know like I was coming out of the spiritual closet and even though I had done Reiki and taught classes for over a decade at the time 15 years I had segregated that that part of myself it was private it wasn't something that I wasn't gonna, I was going to publicly expose, especially on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thousands <laughs> of people. Oh, by the way, you know, I see dead people or, or any of that. <laughs> right? it's, it's like, oh, that's a secret. We're not going to share it. And I think there's a lot of my, my clients who are, or, or, you know, students of mine that, that, that they have that issue of uh, past life you know, memories and, and things like that. They're all trying to make sense of what that really means. And so out of survival, it was really important for me to blend the two, like that business, left brain, very go-do masculine with the right brain of the airy fairy, uh, intuitive artist, you know, how do I blend those two together? Because I think that ultimately that is my purpose, right? To bring to the, to bring the holistic perspective of who we are as beings, as as human beings, as souls, as part of the divine. We can't separate ourselves. And I think the third dimension often, you know, tries to make everything linear and it has to, to fit into this tiny box. And if you're an artist listening, I mean, that's the last thing you are, right? You're creative. You're you're constantly thinking outside of the box. You're constantly well, you know, not everybody does, but <laughs> a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs and creative people, they're constantly going, Oh, well, that's already been done. How can I make it better? Or how can I make it different? Or how can I, you know, add a bow around it? And um, you know, they're they're they've got that curiosity. Um so being able to encourage people to be the fullness of who they are, I think it that's really where the happiness is for me anyway it's so satisfying and so incredibly fulfilling to be all of me and I can't say that I'm all of me in every area there are some people in my world where we just don't share all the, yeah. the psychic stuff you know because it makes them uncomfortable so you know you don't necessarily evangelize all all the because there's not a necessary advantage to the, to acknowledge that I can see people intuitively and I can see their truth, I can see their energy. I don't necessarily go around with all my intuitive glasses going, oh, I can see you, but <laughs> if asked, <laughs> I can see your truth. And, and that's just a gift that I've been able to be comfortable with. And a lot of times people aren't, so... I was on a call, um, I was on a, uh, a more of a business call and they know a little bit, right? As I've expanded the circle of who knows about the blending. And I started sharing about, I had recently had my two dogs had a reading where they connected with their, their, their essence, their souls. Right. And, and I was doing it because I have my dog reacting to the neighbor's dog. And so I was trying to figure out a new way of like, how do I reach her to understand that, you know, 
we don't want to do this. And so I got this beautiful reading about the, my dog's souls and everything. And so I go to start sharing it to my one colleague and he's completely fine, right? He's like, oh, that's so beautiful. His dog's older, you know, getting ready to cross probably this year. And so I, I offered it as a, you know, he was open to like, oh, maybe I want to do that while we can still kind of communicate. And there was a guest person who came onto the call and you could just see their expression on their face. Like, I don't know. Like, and you know, we're having this moment, like they're thinking, I don't even know what they're thinking. Right. And it's not my idea to go into their lane of what they're thinking. I just have to own who I was and it was open and receptive. And so it's so funny is that more and more people I'm finding versus 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when you start having these conversations are much more aware and they're looking for somebody to bring up something that's connecting them to their work. And, and I'm sure you've seen so many people last year with all their extra time really were awakened. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, in fact, I just did a Facebook live in my, in my group this morning with um, Jasmine Ivy and, uh, you know, we connected it four plus years ago. Um, and she shares the story of how she had no vocabulary for the awakening. She had no idea what was happening with her, but she realized that she was heading for depression and the, and the anxiety and the, the identifying problem of, of she was a corporate person and then she felt all this intuitive stuff and, and was starting to see things and feel things at, that she didn't know how to articulate any of it with the people that were in her world. And of course I was online and she connected to me. She all almost globbed to me and was like, you know something I know. I don't know. Like, I want to find out what it is. And I remember being that way, you know, Millie, you know, 25 years ago, it was like, I wanted to just go to the psychic fairs and just hang out because I knew that they knew something that I didn't know, but I wanted to know. And so absolutely, I think that the awakening of uh, people, uh, I mean, there's, I'm very interested in resonance and the science of the frequencies. And obviously that's what I spend uh, a lot of time investigating in reference to we are frequency we're vibration Nikola Tesla said you know if you want you know understand that the um, universe think of in terms of vibration and frequency we are made of that right we, we are just tiny little atoms and they're constantly communicating with each other we are made of light um, and and how do how, how does that all affect our brain chemistry, our thought processes, our collective energy, how do we all, it, it's, it's very much part of this weird galactic story that none of us really talk about, but it's way beyond what we consider Earth. And um, the, the planetary system is, is changing its frequency. We have a, a Schumann resonance 7.8 hertz and it's, and it's escalated exponentially over the last couple of years, especially. So scientifically, we're acknowledging that there's a lot of changes and that those changes and then affect our biology because in our chemistry, because I mean, we all know that, you know, every day there's tides in and out, the moon, the gravitational pull changes the water. 
Well, we are made of 70 plus percent water. And so therefore, if the gravitational pull is changed, then our brains, it, it's the, the molecular structure are, are changed and how we think and how we how we work with things. So if you think of it like a bucket of sand and you shake the bucket of sand and there's pebbles, then the pebbles come up. And so what's happening frequency and vibrationally to our planet is that that we are all we are being shaken. There is a vibratory state where things that were hidden are now being brought up. Like those pebbles are coming to the surface and some of them aren't very pretty. So what's happening not only on the collective level, but also on a very uh, individual level, that is what we're, what we're experiencing. And so anything that is not in resonance with the love frequency is going to come up through your experience. It's going to come up chemically. It's going to come up emotionally. And um, so you're either going to do it or try and stuff it or it, it, and that's can't that can work for only so long because inevitably our whole I believe our, our whole mission and passion on earth is to experience who we are and to, to formulate who we are you have to know what we're not and we're not fear and we're not hate and we're not anger and we're not shame or any of these lower vibrationally emotional states we're beautiful effervescent divine amazing beings that have this incredible um essence to us and we're literally it's kind of like michelangelo's david you know he's just taking off the parts that aren't the david and allowing for that to really show and bring out into the world and so yeah lots of changes there is, you know, it was in your group that was the first time I had ever had a, the scientific reference for um, the vibrations. Um, and so I'll put that in the show notes, too, for people to go look it up, because you had posted something. This is at the beginning of last year, and it had hit, at that point, the highest mark from the 7.8 hertz. Right. Like, the human resonance has gone up exponentially. It was... So, so if you're not familiar with the re Schumann resonance, it's a, a frequency that is measured of our electromagnetic field. And what um, um, in the 1950s, Schumann recognized that the the Earth has an electromagnetic field, and it kind of like it, you know it kind of just stabilized at 7.8. There's multiple different version, you know, levels to it, but the the, the harmonious level was 7.8. And then he realized that our human electromagnetic field was 7.8 and there's um so when the astronauts went to space they got sick and they would have experiences of anxiety brain fog depression fatigue a lot very similar to our autoimmune diseases that we have here now that are ex you know exploding on the planet well, the scientific uh, explanation was it was a frequency sickness. So they they changed the frequency within the um, within the the, the this spaceship. I wanted to say. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the, uh, they they changed the frequency, and the astronauts got well again. And they've done these multiple different scientific studies and realized that 
our sh the, the resonance of the frequency of our environment is really, really important. And it's being affected by multiple different things, um, including technology and all the satellites that are, are proliferating our Earth's uh, environment. Um, but there's also a different, uh, a, a different explanation of our evolution. I think uh, every 26,000 years, the human or the, the earth goes into a completely different cycle. And so intuitively, what I've seen is it's like the sun rising and you can see it was like really dark before the dawn. And then there's this beautiful sun that's rising onto the earth. And that light is actually then saying goodbye to all the dark. That's the whole changes of what's happening. So the frequent, the, the human resonance, I've watched it over the last, um, you know, three or four years, sometimes daily, um, uh, until it just, it, you know, all of a sudden it went to 13 and then it went to 20 and then it went to 25 and 40. And you could, I could actually tell when the Schumann was changing and, and I could feel it in my physical body. And at first when it skyrocketed, when the frequency went up, I felt really sick and like I, I was getting really emotional. And then there was a point during the last few years where it kind of just turned over. And now when it goes down, I'm actually not feeling great because I almost got used to the higher frequencies, right? We're all looking for the higher vibrational and like, you know, more higher consciousness or whatever. And so of course now it's, it flipped for me and I, and I don't feel so great when it goes down, but it's gone up to 600 plus. I think I remember that day because we were we were blowing up the group, right? You had posted it, and you were like, "Is yeah, anybody I mean, else feeling this today?" And yeah, it's Earth's heartbeat, right? Uh -huh. Can you imagine your heartbeat pumping a hundred times faster than it normally does? I mean, it'd be exploding. No wonder all of us are exhausted. Yeah, right. <laughs> And having to learn, and, and as I uh, as I walk through this journey with you know the podcast still relatively new doing a membership that's still relatively getting ready to launch and staying in this feminine and energy has been so vital and even monitoring that and listening and that has been almost counterintuitive to how I was raised you know in corporate to get stuff done and and so I loved and we had talked briefly, like when we went to schedule this, you have set up your, your lifestyle <laughs> which I so respect, right, to to include that with these boundaries, right? Like allowing, allowing the feminine yeah. to have the space. Lots of space, right. So I only I only work on, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, right? And in work means I put my makeup on, put my hair on, I like it. <laughs> these days, you know, right? Right, um, but weekends are sacred to me. Only uh, I gave up eight years plus of weekends. I was doing weddings. I, I've officiated over six hundred weddings. Um, so yeah, weekends became the the that time that I would utilize for my own and you know whatever endeavor I wanted to. Whether I was going to sit and uh, bathe and by the swimming pool, or I was actually going to investigate, you know more of quantum physics and study all, all the different nuances of what's happening um in the in the quantum field so um yeah it, it's 
it's very, very important to have a lot of sacred space. Yeah, I, I absolutely uh, adore that. And it was a really good reminder for me, as well as everybody else, you know, that I'm, that we are listening, right, to make sure that we actually pencil that in and set those boundaries, however they look like, even starting small, right? Like maybe that's not, a, you know, maybe it's a half a day on one of the weekend days, right, where you're just doing something starting and just beginning i know the universe rewards us when we just take messy action it starts moving us into the direction that we are you know moving towards and and um and so i know that you have some really amazing stories about uh the people that you've worked with and so i wanted to i wanted people to hear about um what you, how you are bringing this light into the world, how you are allowing and holding that space for others to, as they go through their own discovery and what does that look like? And Thank you. Um, well, I think that for me, it's all about looking at the holistic viewpoint, right? The masculine and the feminine, the doing and the being. And so many of us have been brought up in the masculine of the doing, doing, doing. Um, and like myself, found that, you know, you reach the top of the mountain and you realize, oh, wait a minute, it's like lonely up here. So where do I really want to go? And internally. So understanding the psychology of the mindset, um, acknowledging that 95% of our world is, is, is run part our subconscious and the perceptions that we have accumulated throughout our years have sort of like been stored back there. So we have all these crazy biases and crazy belief systems that don't necessarily um, see, fulfill our wants and wishes. You know, if we, our conscious mind says we want to be a millionaire, but our self-conscious says, hell no, we're not going to be a millionaire, right? Because it, it comes with all these other things, right? So we have to ask ourselves the questions of, what exactly, um, you know, don't don't we want from getting that that uh, label, right? So if we want to get married, but then it's not happening for us, we want to ask ourselves, well, what is it that I'm afraid of getting by getting this, right? And it, inevitably, that brings up the all the the junk that's in the background. It's all just running in the programming. Um, and from that, then once we get in there and kind of tweak a few things by either hypnosis and healing and uh, mindset work, and I'm constantly navigating my own patterns and beliefs. Um, and so I'm very in tune, very, very, uh, very energetically aware, can intuit information from somebody just by reading their name. Uh, that's how sensitive and um, in tapped in I am. Uh, so from that, then I can really, like just by talking to somebody, hear what it, what it is that's hanging them up from success. Uh, and then get just quantum leaps in such short period of time, right? One of my clients, um, she could, like, uh, she was really suffering, having a hard time, and uh, she wanted to come to my retreat. And so another one of my clients actually gifted her the cost of the retreat because she didn't have enough money for groceries. And um, and throughout the retreat, we just kind of tweaked some things. We did 
uh, I'm really looking at the, like, so I teach the growth method. It's goals, reputation, offers, wealth, and myself. So it's very business oriented. It's got a lot of juicy structure in terms of marketing and, and sales techniques and, and how do you set your money up and all that, you know, very masculine based processes. But, at, you know, if I tell somebody to go and make a post on, on, on the internet and they, they, kind of come back with me a whole bunch of excuses while I know that that's what's hanging them up from their success. So during the retreat, we talked and, and we kind of navigated some things. The day after my retreat, she closed a $15,000 um, contract with a client. Um, and if you go to my YouTube, you can see her testimonial. It's phenomenal. So the, the change that you go from, you know, it requires a choosing internally to just go, you know what, I'm just willing, I'm, I'm so vulnerable, I'm willing to let go of these old pants because they inevitably become at like teddy bears to little children. It's like, please don't take my teddy bear away, you know, like the Stockholm syndrome. We get used to the, those things that are making us suffer and allowing us to let go of them. And we can let go of them in an instance. It's like instantaneous remission from cancer or any kind of uh, disease that that is let go in a second is absolutely possible so in the same way with wealth and health and relationships it's just literally being able to just feel safe enough to, to let those things go so um i have so many different uh one of one of my favorites we were talking about earlier um was a a realtor i often work in the real estate arena because that's my 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 wheelhouse and I understand it so well. Uh, she was working really hard. She was doing a lot of, you know, single family homes. I said, why are you working all this? I said, you do do commercials. She said, well, I've never done commercial before. I said, oh, I have, I'll walk you through it. And she found and closed a $6 million deal. And she took us all to Mexico, the whole mastermind, a five-star vacation to Tulum, Mexico for the weekend. It was absolutely phenomenal. So you know, so just beautiful stories. Some are, I talk to people for just an hour and, uh, and I connect with them and they feel safe enough to change some things about their, their environment. And I've had many, many people, um, you know, improve their relationships, sometimes health, like, you know, spontaneous from, you know, health, you know, has happened people who have cancer don't have any cancer anymore like we're the crazy things over the years um and you know i just like well it is you know that's part of their story because inevitably all i'm doing is creating an environment for them to choose and then and then new them right so that's what's really important to me and I, I want what i found was i was doing all these intuitive readings and realized that there was a lot of intuitive healers that needed business skills that they needed to understand you know where where their hang-ups were with sales and marketing and and their money stuff and so that was kind of where i i kind of landed and that's my sweet spot is really helping those who who are ready to come out of the spiritual closet become a coach like yourself <laughs> go yeah. help and spread the love in the world and that's super important to me because I can only create so much individually but if I can download some of my experiences and my expertise and then share it then 
you know, it can multi multiply out there in the world. Yeah, I always see this visual of like the earth, like I'm looking down on the earth and I see like these little lights come up. Like all of a sudden you see these lights of age myself, you know, when they used to have the grand openings, right? With the big light that would be up and you want your parents to stop and the station wagon to get whatever they're going to give out. And, but I can see visually the earth and I see all these little, like all of a sudden you'll just see another light pop up and I yeah. see it as like people, fireflies. Like, they're just kind of like waking up and, and we agree to come ahead before them, you know, 20 odd years ago when I started on this journey too and and didn't realize that all those all that tumbling of that stone as you call it I love that analogy um, I love your the use of the science-based information of going down this road for that left brain right brain and I think you froze I know we had had it had internet issues before, so I'm not sure we might have lost you here, which is so unfortunate. See your beautiful smile, because it's froze. <laughs> well, I'm gonna wrap it up since we lost her with the internet connection. She had internet issues uh, before we came on, and so I will post. Uh, Johanna's uh, gardener's information in the show notes um, and her Facebook group is creative healing community it's just a really beautiful uh, community and I will also list about where you can go look at the earth's vibration of the 7.8 that we had talked about so that was beautiful and I hope that everybody here has a great day and we will connect with you soon Hello, this is Debbie with Light Up Your Worth. I am just coming here with lots of love from my heart and and connecting with you in this forum and the, the really incredible women that I've been talking to. And I hope you're finding value out of that and really seeing that within yourself, there is a lot of value in finding community wanted to share with you that I am opening up a membership called Light Up Your Worth Society. Um, I'm doing a pre-launch here in April and we're going to actually officially start in May over the moon cycles. So uh, that date will be coming soon, but I wanted to kind of give you a heads up as a listener here on Light Up Your Worth. What I'm going to pull together is a community of like-minded seekers who want to explore, expand, and connect uh, around all the different spiritual, metaphysical, holistical uh, things that we've been talking about here in a really safe, non-judgmental community. So I know relationships are a big part of this journey, and having those people who actually get you is probably one of the biggest things I wish I had had on my journey. And now that I have people and it continues to grow this community of my own like-minded people, I want to, to share that with you. I want to bring together people who are on this same discovery, the same seeking, who are curious 
and bring together these different types of uh, experts who are going to come in and present what they're good at, introduce you to some different concepts, different modalities, and see which ones resonate with you. Some of them don't. So if you're interested, uh, just go to DebbieMcAllister.com. And this is called Light Up Your Worth Society. Can't wait to see you there.